Well, South Carolina star running back Marshawn Lloyd has officially entered the transfer portal. What does this mean? And what does it mean for Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks moving forward? Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. With a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always catch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. Hello Gamecock Nation and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host as always, Andrew Lyon, and I thank you once again for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. And Here we go again. South Carolina has just lost another big-time offensive contributor to the transfer portal. After posting a cryptic tweet on Sunday afternoon in conjunction with removing a certain portion of his Twitter bio, Marshawn Lloyd officially entered the transfer portal early on Monday afternoon. It was first reported by On3's Matt Zenitz and... Based on what he posted later in the day, like five hours after it was originally announced that he was entering the portal, it doesn't seem like that Marshawn Lloyd is going to come back to South Carolina. So I'm going to go ahead and for those of you watching today's show on YouTube, I'm going to pull up what he posted on Twitter and don't worry, I will read it off word for word for those of you who are listening to today's show on an audio podcast app. So here's what Marshawn Lloyd had to say. First and foremost, I would like to thank God for blessing me with the ability to play this game that I love. Without him, none of this would be possible. I am forever grateful for the love and support from the University of South Carolina Gamecocks, the city of Columbia, and our true fans. I would like to thank Coach Beamer, the rest of the coaching staff and trainers for helping me develop into the player that I am today. A special thank you to Coach Monterio, my guy, for everything that you have done for me. You are truly appreciated. To my brothers, I love you all and value the bond that we have all created. I have built lifelong relationships that I will value for a lifetime. With that being said, with great consideration and much prayer, I've decided to enter into the transfer portal. Peace and blessings to everyone. Hashtag Uno. So, that was what Marshawn Lloyd had to say regarding his entry into the transfer portal. And so, with today's show, I plan on talking about all this for the last time. Because today... I'm going to be a little bit more serious with this whole thing. Not that I wasn't the other day, but I feel pretty confident as to what led to this whole thing happening. I'm not going to say it verbatim, but you'll probably catch my drift as I go through this. Something doesn't add up here with Lloyd entering the portal. It just doesn't. When you compare this situation to Jaheim Bell and Austin Stogner at tight end, Austin Stogner Based on the fact he's going back to Oklahoma, a big thing for him was he was probably homesick. Now, again, did he like maybe how he was utilized in the offense this year? Absolutely not. He was probably not utilized over the middle of the field nearly like he should have been based on the skill set that he has. 
But I think that he just wanted to go back to Oklahoma. It was a good match for him to be able to be back with the Sooners in Norman. Now, with Jaheim Bell, you know, you could also say the same thing for him, especially in terms of utilization, where obviously, you know, we all know that he had the Missouri game where he didn't, I think, get a single target. We know that he did not get as many snaps as he probably deserved throughout the course of the season, and he wound up playing more running back than anything else by the end of the season due to some of the injuries the Gamecocks had at that spot. And you could, of course, say that there was a couple of the factors that probably played a role here, but Jaheim Bell, as of this moment, he is now committed to Florida State, so he is going back to his home state. He is going to a program that is trending on the up and up right now with the Florida State Seminoles, and you know, again, no matter what you think of that whole situation, what's done is done. It seems like misutilization was the biggest issue with that whole thing. In terms of Marshawn Lloyd, and I mentioned this on the Monday show, there's nothing really that you can point to. There's no obvious reason here as to why he would have left. I mean, again, I mentioned this as well. He was recruiting offensive linemen from different universities on Twitter This past Thursday and Friday, around the same time the Dow Loggins rumors started to come about, about coming to South Carolina. He was doing that just three, four days ago. And he goes from that to doing what he did on Sunday, posting that message, removing any semblance of South Carolina from his bio, and now entering the transfer portal. I say this again. I don't think that Dow Loggins becoming the new OC had any real impact with this decision. At least, I don't think it was the main reason for this decision. It could have played a part. I'll never know that, of course. But I don't think it was the main driving factor here. Montero Hardesty potentially not being retained just because of the way that these coordinator dynamics work when you bring in a new guy to your program. Again, obviously, that's not finalized yet in any regard. No one has reported this. But sometimes guys might leave because a coach leaves. But here's the thing. How often do you see guys like Marshawn Lloyd just completely transfer out of a program because one position coach who wasn't even a coordinator or a co-coordinator is potentially gone? How often do you see that happen? You can probably count on one hand. You might know one rare occurrence where that has taken place. I don't think that's the reason that he left. My final point with this whole Marshawn Lloyd ordeal, and then I'm not talking about this anymore until he probably commits somewhere, something is fishy with this entire thing. Because this whole thing looked spontaneous. It looked totally unplanned. You look at the fact that he posted that whole message five hours after it was originally reported. Maybe he could have taken all five hours to try to figure out what he wanted to say. Sure, maybe he did. I don't view that in that same light. Something's off here. And that is all I'm going to say about that ordeal. I'll leave it up to y'all in the comments section or on Twitter to figure out what you think it is that is leading to all this happening right now. So, with Marshawn Lloyd seemingly out of the picture now for South Carolina, what does this do for the Gamecocks in terms of the Gator Bowl and their future? Well, in terms of the Gator Bowl, if you're South Carolina, you now really need to hope that Christian Bill Smith is a lot healthier with that foot injury because he's been banged up all year dealing with it since he suffered the injury back in fall camp. But the bright side is this. Christian Bill Smith has had a lot of time away from the field since mainly the Vanderbilt game. He didn't play against Florida. I don't think he played against Tennessee. And he played some snaps 
against the Clemson Tigers. And he's getting all this time in between the final regular season game and the Gator Bowl. He ought to be not maybe 100%, but he ought to be feeling a lot better on that foot. So you got to hope that he's going to be back. Juju McDowell and one of either Rashad Amos or Dante Lil Turbo Miller are going to need to take snaps in this game. You might see a running back by committee here if you're South Carolina. South Carolina is going to undoubtedly need to add another running back now to this class. Whether that means they go and find another high school prospect or maybe they add a JUCO guy. There is a prospect named Robert Henry out of Jones Community College who is originally from Lumberton, Mississippi that has been rumbled to be a potential target of this staff. Multiple guys reported on this kid last week, including Phil Kornblut of Sports Talk Media Network, who had an article out there regarding that recruitment. He could be someone South Carolina could go after. Or South Carolina could just go and try to get a transfer right out of the portal. And if the Gamecocks choose to go down that route, here are three players that I would go after if I was South Carolina. Dylan Johnson of Mississippi State, Vanderbilt's Ray Davis, and Cavassier Smoke, of Kentucky. All three of these guys in the SEC have experience in this conference. All were really big contributors, especially Ray Davis for Vanderbilt this past season. Right now, it seems like he's narrowing down his process and he might be getting ready to commit to Kentucky immediately. So if you're South Carolina and you want to go after him, you got to put in a call like right this second. Dylan Johnson is immediately looking at Auburn. Cavassier Smoke, haven't Seen a whole lot of talk surrounding him and where he could potentially land. But look, that guy played in a pro-style offense in the last two years under Liam Cohen and Rich Scangarello up in Lexington. So if you want someone that has experience in that kind of offense, Cavassier Smoke, he could be a fit right there. The question is, maybe do you view him as an every-week starter in this conference? Shane Beamer's going to have to figure this out quickly because obviously with the transfer portal, a lot of guys very soon could start falling off that board. And you would rather be one of the first guys in there to go grab someone instead of being late to the party. And you end up with someone that, who again, might not be able to fit the role that you need them to fill for this next season. So again, that's pretty much where things are at with the Marshawn Lloyd situation at this point. Wish him all the best and move on from it. There's just really no need to think about that whole situation any further. Now, obviously, Marshawn Lloyd, again, is not the only player that's left South Carolina. I mentioned Austin Stogner, Jaheim Bell earlier in the show. Are all these guys leaving going to potentially sway Spencer Rattler to walk out the door now after the Gator Bowl? After it seemed like, even just recently, that there was at least a 50-50 chance of him coming back to South Carolina. We're going to dive into that whole discussion once again in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. But before I do that, I do want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Now, I want y'all to think about something real quick. When you go to the grocery store and you go to buy meat, whether it is chicken, whether it's turkey, maybe it's just ground beef, pork, whatever that may be. What is the toughest thing about buying a cut of meat from the store? In my opinion, the toughest thing, besides sometimes the price, is finding a good prepackaged cut of meat. Something that maybe doesn't have as much fat if you're looking for something lean. Or maybe something that has at least enough fat that's layered to where it's going to give your cut of meat just the right amount of flavor. Well, 
If you're looking for certain cuts that are going to fill your needs, you need to check out Omaha Steaks because the holidays are here. You can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. My family has eaten Omaha Steaks before. They've got great steak. They've got great pork. They've got great chicken. they got great everything. It's not just a company that sells really good steaks. They sell great cuts of meat of all sorts of varieties. So whether you're looking to get some for your own family or maybe to give to one of your friends of yours throughout the winter, Omaha Steaks is the perfect gift for that person. They have put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy. So go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use code LOCKEDON, all one word, at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. I'll repeat that one more time. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, at checkout to get that extra $40 off your order. Take note, a minimum order may be required in order to get the $40 off. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. I want to thank y'all once again for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen or watch here today. Now, if you're looking for another podcast to watch or listen regarding maybe some of the professional sports leagues out there, I highly recommend you go check out Locked On Sports Today, where the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day all take place. The Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Okay, so now that I've talked about the Marshawn Lloyd situation and rehashed everything with Austin Stogner and Jaheim Belt, two important cogs from this Gamecock offense during the 2022 regular season, something that Gamecock fans are going to have to start keeping in mind moving forward will be how are all these decisions going to impact Spencer Rattler's final decision? I have sort of alluded to this in the past, but now that some time has progressed through this transfer portal window and some of these big players have made their decision on the offensive side of the ball. I have to be honest when looking at that and some news that came out yesterday regarding Devin Leary, it seems like that signs could be pointing to Spencer Rattler heading on to the NFL because when I was scrolling through some of the news yesterday, I came across an article on Devin Leary that was written by 24-7 Sports Brad Crawford. And when I read through it, I found an excerpt that was talking about some of the main teams that are in pursuit or maybe at least talking to Devin Leary. And so here was the excerpt from the article. Notre Dame is involved. We'll see what happens with them in Texas transfer quarterback Hudson Card. Auburn has reached out to Devin Leary. UCLA, who's looking for a quarterback. South Carolina has reached out because you want to see what happens with Gamecock starting quarterback Spencer Rattler and the 2023 NFL Draft. He goes on to mention Kentucky and Oregon as well. Now, obviously, you don't need to worry about all the other teams that I mentioned, but the important thing to note here is that South Carolina was mentioned here. Now, does this mean automatically that South Carolina is completely moving on from Spencer Rattler or that Spencer Rattler is just a foregone conclusion to go to the NFL at this point? No, it doesn't. What I will say is 
I do think this is a good move by South Carolina, by Shane Beamer and this coaching staff, because this shows that the staff is being proactive in terms of preparing for the possibility of Spencer Rattler heading on to the NFL. Again, whether or not he ends up leaving. These days, with all of the things that are going on with the transfer portal in college football, everything that's going on with NIL, some of the shady stuff that goes on behind the scenes, some of the stuff that happens with these high school prospects in the weeks leading up to signing day, you can never be too careful these days when you're a college football coaching staff. You have got to have a plan B, C, and D practically for every position on your roster. So I will say this. If you sat there and asked me right now whether or not Spencer Rattler is going to come back, in my honest opinion, I would say no. Because here's the thing. I know that a lot of you have jumped in my comments section, particularly on YouTube over the last couple weeks, and you have said, Spencer Rattler's not ready yet. He needs to come back to college for another year. He needs to show that he could be consistent throughout the entirety of the season. Here's what I will say. I don't 100% disagree with all of you. Okay, I don't, but you have to understand there's going to be other things that Spencer Rattler is going to consider. I've mentioned, of course, the offensive coordinator hire as a potential consideration in the past. Dal Loggins now coming in, another coach that Spencer Rattler has no prior relationship with. How would he get along with him heading into the bowl game with his conversations that he has with him, whether it's in person or over the phone? What would he think of a potential offensive system and how it would look like under Dow Loggins? But here's the other thing you've got to take into account. You've got to look at the players that are surrounding him. When I made my show after the Clemson victory for South Carolina regarding the case for Spencer Rattler to come back and the case for Spencer Rattler to leave for the NFL— One of the bullet points that I had for the case for him to leave for the NFL was the fact that there's a lot of guys that are leaving the team this year. And now you throw in Jaheim Bell, Austin Stogner, and Marshawn Lloyd. Y'all, this team is going to lose a lot of players on offense. Even if you throw in there Spencer Rattler and Antoine Wells, let's just say hypothetically speaking, they do decide to still come back. That's great for this team. That makes up a big chunk of the production at their respective positions. Those two guys cannot win football games by themselves. I know the way they played the last two weeks, it seems like they could, but that's just not realistic. That's not the way that football works. At some point, when the rubber meets the road, you got to have multiple guys that you can trust to go out there and go make plays. And that's not to say that South Carolina does not have players waiting in the wings that could potentially bring that kind of impact to this offense. But you have to be wary when you lose so much production from a team like this year's team. And Spencer Rattler is going to consider that. And when you look at all these guys that have now announced that they're transferring out, it will not shock me at this point Spencer Rattler says he's going to go pro. It would not. Because I guarantee you, look, you might sit there and tell Spencer Rattler, you need another year. Spencer Rattler would probably sit there and tell you, guess what? I don't agree with you. I think I'm going to go pro. Because I'm confident enough in my abilities to be able to go out there and to do what I did the last two weeks consistently. I showed what I could do at Oklahoma, especially my freshman year. Yes, his sophomore year did not go the way he planned. That's why he ended up at South Carolina in the first place. That doesn't mean that he had absolutely no track record to speak of before he arrived in Columbia. Okay? So when you take all that into account, it would not shock me if Spencer Rattler leaves. That's my whole bottom line with this topic. And the more guys like Marshawn Lloyd that do leave this team 
the more that I would easily see Spencer Rattler walking out the door next after the Gator Bowl has played out. Now, of course, the biggest piece of news on Monday was Marshawn Lloyd hitting the transfer portal. And we just went over the repercussions of what that's going to do for the running back position heading into the Gator Bowl for the 2023 season and how that could potentially play a role in Spencer Rattler's future decision of whether or not he's going to go to the NFL. But there was a bunch of other news pieces from Monday that we need to hit on before we head on out of here. So we're going to do that in just a few moments. But before we hit on the rest of the news from Monday, I do want to let y'all know that today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Want to take a quick second to pause real quick and let you know about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Think about this. When you were a kid growing up, or maybe even you're an adult now, but you still do this from time to time, you know when you have that cookie dough in the freezer and you want to have something sweet because you have a sweet tooth, but you don't want to take the time to take the cookie dough out, cut it up into slices, put it on a baking pan, and put it in the oven for 10, 15, 20 minutes or so. You don't want to wait that long. So you just go ahead, you grab a spoon, and you just dig on in there, and you get some raw cookie dough. Look, I don't do that to make fun. I mean, I've done that before. Most people have probably done that before. And here's the thing. Built Bar understands the way that we think, because they have new bars like Cookie Dough Topper, Coconut Brownie Bar, and Coconut Brownie Topper. Needless to say, if you have not given Built Bar a try yet, I promise you, you are missing out. These bars are made with 100% real chocolate. They're packed with 17 grams of protein and minimal amounts of sugar, along with only being 130 calories. It'll change your entire life for the better. Built also has a plethora of other flavors that they offer, and you can order a mixed box today of five different flavors to expand your horizons while you try the three bars that I mentioned earlier. Get 15% off of your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 today at Built.com. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, now, as I mentioned, there was a lot of other things that went down in terms of South Carolina's football program on Monday. So let's start off with uh, something that I never thought would get pushed towards the end of a show. South Carolina has finally hired a new offensive coordinator, it seems like. And Arkansas tight end coach Dal Loggins. Obviously, Loggins was rumbled to be the potential leading candidate for this job back on Thursday and Friday of last week, originally by Jacob Davis Scott of SB Nation's Arkansas Fight, I believe, and Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports. And now, based on some of the reports that came out Monday from Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports, along with some local reporters from the Columbia area, it seems like that it is pretty much all but finalized that Loggins is going to be the next offensive play caller in Columbia. So what does the Loggins hire mean for South Carolina? Well, to make it plain and simple, it means that they finally have something to actually show to prospective recruits, whether it be from the high school level or the transfer portal or the JUCO ranks, that 
South Carolina's got a plan offensively. They got someone who's going to implement a certain system, somebody who is going to incorporate some pro-style concepts, and these guys can now do their own due diligence in trying to figure out what kind of coach this guy is. Is this someone that I could vibe with in the building, on the field, and off the field? Is this someone that's going to look after my best interests, someone that could help me, you know, progress in my career, help me maybe get to the next level. That's something that they're now going to be able to look at because South Carolina actually has someone that has filled that spot. In terms of my in-depth thoughts on Dow Loggins, I had an entire show that I did late last week regarding all of the initial rumblings of Loggins potentially being the next OC here. So I highly recommend that you go and check that out if you haven't already. But to quickly recap what my thoughts were on Dow Loggins, he is a player's coach from what I have read He is a bright football mind considering all of the experience that he has at the NFL level. Because again, you don't just stumble and bumble your way through 13 years in the NFL. And he is also someone who can recruit. He's been the primary recruiter for three different four-star prospects, according to 24-7 Sports, for just the 2023 recruiting class at the tight end position. The same position that he was the coach The same position that he was coaching in Fayetteville for the last two seasons. His contract is probably going to be approved at a board of trustees meeting sometime today. Keep an eye out on some other assistants who could also see an extension and or a raise. And those who don't maybe receive an extension or raise that are currently on the staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Keep an eye out for those details as they trickle out. Another piece of news, Zach Pickens officially made it clear on Monday at his graduation ceremony that he has opted out of the Gator Bowl and he is not going to play one more snap for South Carolina. So Zach Pickens, thank you for all you've done for South Carolina. We appreciate you for choosing to be a Gamecock. We wish you all the best of luck in your preparations for the 2023 NFL Draft. However, Amarian Brown at wide receiver and cornerback Marcellus Dow both announced they're going to play in the Gator Bowl and return for the 2023 season. Now, None of these decisions are necessarily a big surprise, but Marcellus Dow coming back in particular, in my opinion, is a big deal for South Carolina. When you consider the fact that they're going to lose Cam Smith at the nickelback spot, the fact that more than likely, based on what he's done recently, they're going to lose Darius Rush at the other cornerback spot. If South Carolina had lost Marcellus Dow to the NFL, then they were going to have to find a whole new group of three different cornerbacks and of course that one nickelback that would have been a really tough situation for Torian Gray and Clayton White on the defensive coaching staff Marcel's Dow coming back is a big deal for them it'll be his third year in this scheme this next year and he can help be a leader out there and lead the charge for the new group of corners that come through at South Carolina so big deal for Marcel's Dow especially becoming back and again Really awesome to have Omarion Brown coming back as well. Be a leader maybe in that wide receiver room next year. Zach Pickens, once again, we wish you all the best. Last piece of news. There was some online rumors that started up late on Monday that um, Shane Beamer is being courted by the Purdue Boilermakers, who are currently looking for a new head football coach after Jeff Brom took the head coaching position as alma mater in Louisville in the ACC. Let me go ahead and put these to rest. I will again say I don't have any inside information. I have nothing, of course, to confirm all this. This is just my opinion, though, and I think that it's a pretty good one in terms of this situation. Um, I think this is a bunch of smoke. 
Quite honestly, I see no fire to go along with it. And quite frankly, I think that this narrative of Purdue of all teams going after Shane Beamer has been created by Jimmy Sexton to try to gain leverage in Beamer's current contract negotiations. South Carolina is going to try to give him a new contract, of course, before the start of the 2023 season. And Jimmy Sexton being his agent, look, Obviously, some of y'all may dislike the man, but he is just doing his job at the end of the day. He's trying to get the most money for his client possible. And of course, the more money that he gets, the more money he gets in his own pocket. So of course, there's a couple games there being played with that. That's the way I see all that going down. So if you've seen that and you are really concerned about it, don't be, okay? I promise you, this is probably just a leverage game being played by Shane Beamer's agent and Jimmy Sexton. So that does it for this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. A lot of news from Monday, some good and some bad for this program. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. What are your final thoughts on the Marshawn Lloyd fiasco, quite frankly, at this point? What do you think all went down here? What is your opinion on Spencer Rattler? Do you think that all these guys leaving is going to potentially have an impact on his future decision of whether or not he's going to stay at South Carolina or go to the NFL? And what are your thoughts on the new offensive coordinator hire? Marcel Stout and Amari Brown coming back to South Carolina. And also these Purdue rumors, I guess, with Shane Beamer actually being a candidate for their head coaching position. Let me know all your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you're watching today's show on YouTube, you can also shoot me a message at a line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. And once again, don't forget to make the Locked On Sports Day podcast your second listen or watch now that you have completely watched or listened to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Thank you all once again for tuning into today's show. I hope that you all have a great rest of your Tuesday. I will catch you on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.